Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22 reads as follows. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children, children's children. But the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. The big clause of that text basically says this, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Based on what I just read to you, I want to talk to you from this topic. I have access to my wealth. I have access to my wealth. One of the things I was thinking about as Minister uh, Harris was praying was, is that he talked about that things are going to get better. And I truly believe as children of God that we have our hope in Jesus that things are going to get better. It's not a matter if uh, the enemy wants it to get better. It, it don't matter what he wants, no matter what other people want. We just want to be in line with God and what he wants for our lives. I truly believe if you stay in line with what God wants, God has better things coming your way. Now, truly, the Lord has given us this series. It's based upon the fact that when uh, I noticed this, that when uh, and I appreciate you doing this, when you sold into our lives, God decided to release this uh, anointing that he currently has us in to in order to receive something better in our lives. Now, let me say this to you before I get into tonight's message. When God says he's going to release, when he gives us this message, he's preparing us to receive better. He's preparing us to receive better. And I truly believe that not only is he going to release better in our life when it comes to finances, but he also is going to train us how to, when we get it, to do the right thing with it. Because I truly believe that we need to always follow the guidance of Jesus into doing the right thing with what he gives us. I, I believe it's a learning process. I don't think you get it overnight because there's some areas that God's going to take you to you never had before. So you always got to acknowledge him in all your ways and he's going to direct your path. And so I, I appreciate the fact that God loves us enough to give us direction, insight, as well as what to do and what he, what we, what he gives us. And I, but you know, one thing I love about that, I love the fact he gives us things. You know, uh, I know the, we look at, the different avenues that he gives things to us. But the main purpose, the main one that gives us things is God. Never get that twisted. Never get it confused. The one who gives things to you is God. Remember last Sunday we talked about how important it is that we expect something from God. We expect something from God. It don't need to be something that we think, I mean, you know, wonder about. When you work with Jesus, remember how, how we talked about um in Ezekiel, we'll go over the scripture again this afternoon. Remember what he says. Jesus, I mean, the Lord said, and it's very profound. He says, you, they work for me. They work for me. And so when you work for God, you can expect something. Now, if we can expect something from a natural job, we should definitely expect something from God. Let me, let me ask you a question. Um, those who go to school, those who do different things in life, how many expect, uh, uh, when you work, you expect to get paid? Anybody not expect to get paid? I don't want to know because not I, you can sign your check over to me and I ain't got no problem with that. But you expect to get paid, is that right? If we expect to get paid from a natural job, how in the world, we should expect even the more to come from God. 
Now, we understand that God blesses us in many different ways. He's not just limited to finances. There's a whole gamut of ways that God wants to bless his people. And that's always imperative that we understand that. That's why he said in Psalm 68 and 19, the Lord loads us daily with benefits. That means that as you work for God, you can look for something to come your way. And you say, Pastor Dasha, I be always expecting something from God. Who else are you going to expect it from? I mean, you know, you're going to expect it from your kinfolk, your family, uh, uh, your job, your business, or whatever. No, you're going to expect something from God every day. If it's nothing but food on your food on the table, thank God for a roof over our head. Thank God for transportation that crank up in the, in the morning or in the afternoon and go to and fro. You expect something from God. And so you always, so we're always in the position of giving God the glory for what he does in our life. But as he gives it to us again, let me say this again before I go into it. We should be good stewards over what he gives us. We need, we need to learn how to use it God's way and to do it God's way. So in turn, he can, he can trust us with more. And I believe truly God is putting us in a position that he can trust us with more. Woo-wee. Say, look, let's look point to heaven and say, God, you can trust me with more. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you feel that? Good, God. Let's look toward heaven and say that one more time. God, you can trust me with more. That's it, because we're going to do what's right according to scriptures. All right. Now, the big clause of Proverbs 13, 22 reads as follows, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Now we began this series with the promise that he, that we will be, we will be rewarded for sowing into those who help those in ministry and that they, and that they should not lose their reward as it God tells us in Mark 9 and 41. So let's go to Mark 9 41 real quickly. I want to kind of just a brief review. Mark 9 41. The book of Mark, chapter 9, and verse 41. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, and remember a cup of water represented something that's refreshing, something that's needful, something that is essential. You can imagine when these individuals were working in ministry, a cup of water really went a long way. So whatever is essential or refreshing to that individual who's ministering, because they, you belong to Christ, surely I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. His reward is something given in return for good. You're doing good, God said, I'm going to give you something good for that return. I'm going to recompense for services. An amount given, excuse me, an amount of money given for services, receiving for effort giving. So when you give toward God, God says, I'm going to give back towards you. We talked about in scripture that whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also what? And don't feel bad about believing God for things. Believing God for better. Believing God for doing special things in your life. Because he wants you to be like that. In fact, we talked about earlier that he is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. And God is a reward. He's not somebody that, that's going to fake reward. He's not going to just promise you something and, and pull it back. He, when he gives it to you, the gifts of God are without repentance. Now, we also went to Ezekiel 29, 17 through 20. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. And let's see what else the Lord showed us in this particular text. Ezekiel 
Ezekiel 29. I'm going to find these pages so quick tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get there, y'all. Ezekiel 29. I'm not going to read 17 through 20. Well, I'll read it. Let's, let's look at Ezekiel 29, 17 through 20. And it came to pass in the 27th year in the first month of the first day of the month that the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylonia, caused his armor to labor excuse me, caused his armor to labor strenuously against Tyree. Now notice how much they, how strenuously it was. Every head was made bald and every shoulder rubbed raw. And again, we talked about that. I've never seen nobody work that hard before. Personally speaking, I've never seen anybody work that hard. I've never worked that hard before in my life where my head was rubbed, my shoulders were rubbed raw and my head went bald. That's some serious work right there. And so God said, and then went on to say is this, that every head was made bald and every shoulder rubbed raw, yet neither he nor his armor received wages from Tyree for the labor which they had spending on it. Now, it's almost like either they got a small amount or they did not get enough. But the long story short, they did not get what God wanted them to have. You know how God dropped that in our spirit that, that somebody in the sanctuary wasn't getting what God wanted them to have? That God was getting ready to drop some good stuff into your life. I don't know who that was for, praise God, but I received it if you didn't get it. Glory to God. Because I, I say, God, you want to drop something in somebody's life, I'll take it if they don't want it. You follow me? Like, Lord, I got two amen right there. Thank you. Oh, I receive that in Jesus' mighty name. So it goes on the same verse 19. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, surely I will give you the land of Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Now, those three things he's going to do. He's going to take away a wealth. Carry off for spoil and remove for pillage. Again, take away your wealth, carry off for spoil and remove for pillage. And that will be the wages for his army. In verse 20, he says, the reason I'm doing this is I have given him the land of Egypt for his labor because they work for me, says the Lord God. Well, when you work for God, can't no man hold back on you. No company to hold back on you or nobody else. Because when you work for God, God, listen, if they don't want to give it to you, I can find another way to give it to you. That's what we talked about there. As we work, we need to work as unto the Lord and not unto man. But again, we got to work like we're working for God. We got to treat the wherever God puts us at as like we're working for him. And so, therefore, if they don't want to give us the bonus, God will make sure you get the bonus. They said, we're not going to get a Christmas bonus this year. <laughs> well, you might not get a Christmas bonus this year, but I work for him. Y'all see the difference right there? And so, you, you know, that type of mentality, you know, God can turn around and bless you a good measure, press down, a shake it together and run it over. God doesn't need a company to bless you. All he needs to do is be in a position. And like they did, they worked for who? Him. Like, what, you know, how God put that. They worked for me. He didn't want nobody to be confused about what they were doing. They worked for me. The whole army did. And what I found out about this, and of course we talked about this for a moment, was even the fact that we don't even know if the army even knew they worked for him. But we do know this. Bottom line, when it was all said and done, they worked for who? God. And you know what's beautiful about that? When you're in a church that's working for God, you can be in the midst of it and just receive the benefit of it. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm glad we're in a church that's working for God. 
So when we, we, we can look for God to do great things for our lives. Are y'all following me? Oh, thank you, Lord, for doing those things. So the Lord shows in Ezekiel 29, 17 to 20, and when people refuse to pay or cannot pay for the work, he will arrange for us to receive our proper wages, our reward, our pay, our compensation. He's going to make sure we get paid for our labor. And I thank God for that. Because, oh, they, they, that army, they work hard for God. And so when they work hard for God, God said, you know what? They ain't getting enough from Tyree. I'm going to go over here to the land of Egypt and make sure that I get, get they get what they're going to get properly have. Oh, good God Almighty. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I see a lot now. I'm not going to stay out of that for just a moment. It's imperative that we work for the Lord. And we should expect something. We should expect something when you work for God. And again, don't you don't don't don't, don't let them tell you that lie. You ain't getting no Christmas bonus this year. Well, we're not going to get a raise next year. Well, you might not get a raise next year. But God might going to arrange for me to get a raise this year, next coming year. In fact, he might arrange for me to get a raise in October of 2019. Uh, y'all follow me? You can't, can't limit God from what God can do in your life. They say, you're not going to get a Christmas bonus. You have to wait till December to get it. Well, God might arrange me to get a Christmas bonus in October 30th. Because God can do what well, all things but what? Fail. You can't limit God what God can do in your life. Because man will tell you one thing, but God may have a different plan going on. In fact, I'm going to stick with God's plan because he said, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to what? Prosper you. Ooh, thank God I'm in God's prosperity plan. Tell somebody I'm in God's prosperity plan. Now, now let's deal with tonight's what God gave me for you tonight. The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. One fact we can gain from this text is that sinners have wealth. Sinners have wealth. I didn't say it. God said it. Proverbs 13, 22. He said the wealth of the sinner. So sinners, I'm talking about those that miss the mark. Those that are going the wrong way. Those that are wandering from the way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Those that are under penalty of sin. Those that have missed the pathway of, of life have wealth. And what's interesting about wealth, they have a force or, or an army. I, I like to use the word force there. People with money can have force behind them. They can use their influence in an ungodly way. Oh, you know what you see it on TV every day. Well, I be getting let me, let me stay right there. Let me get out of that. But ungodly folks can use their force in a excuse me, ungodly people can use force in an ungodly manner. That's just bottom line. They can also use their money in an ungodly way. They use their ability, their strength, and one thing I thought about, one thing about wealthy people, they're efficient in what they do. Many wealthy people are efficient in what they do. They're efficient. And I, I was fact, out, well, you know what? Uh, they sinners. They ain't got this, that, and the other. One thing about it, Bible say they got wealth. In fact, they got so much wealth that David saw the wealth of somebody and stumbled. Almost stumbled, the Bible says. Well, you see, let's go over to um, Psalm 73. 
Psalm 73, uh, verse 2 and verse 3. You read the whole chapter, really. It kind of gives you what David saw. And, and let me say this to you. What David experienced, I personally have experienced it in my, in my own personal life. I have saw folks that had money, um, and I'm trying to do what's right with God. And I didn't understand scripture at the time. And I got upset with the rich folk because they had money. I didn't be honest. I'm just, this is Richard Dobbs, y'all. Now, I know y'all probably ain't never had spares, nothing like that. I pray you never do. But I seen folks, I'm struggling, and I'm going to church every Sunday. And I, I couldn't see what God saw. I was looking at what my natural eyes saw. And I got upset. I was like David. Let me, let me see what y'all David was in this text, Psalm 73. Y'all read the whole chapter, but it's just a good one just to, to go by. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. His feet almost stumbled. I might have stumbled. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> my steps had nearly slipped. He might have nearly slipped. I probably did slip. I ain't going to lie to you. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. I saw it. But I like what David said. I almost stumbled. I almost trip, I almost, I lost, almost lost balance. I almost fall. Now, almost fall, when we look at it from a spiritual standpoint, is, is that he almost left God. That's what he's basically saying. Because they was going through, and he saw the prosperity of the wicked, and he was going through. He said, how in the world, I'm living for you, God, and here these wicked people are, evil folks are, and they, listen, let me, let me kind of be real with y'all one just for a moment. Sometimes wicked folks look like they're having more time more fun than saints. They look like they are enjoying life more than believers are. If you don't understand scripture, you would think that wicked folks don't go through anything. Mm -mm. But scripture is also clear that people who have not accepted Jesus Lord say have access to well, in some cases, the well may be connected to some sorrow. It's Proverbs ten and twenty two describes. Let's go to Proverbs ten and twenty two. Proverbs chapter ten, verse twenty two. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and those way he does. He adds no sorrow with it. So when, but one thing about a wicked person, they gonna have sorrow. They can have hardship, pain. Hurt, toil, and offense. Why? Because many times they don't know how to handle it the way God wants it to be handled. They get it and they try to be like that rich man that Jesus said he had got all this, he had gotten uh, all these good things and stored them up. He said, I'm going to sit back and just enjoy my life. And, it, and the Bible talk, tells that man, hey, this night your life is required of you. You got all this stored up, but now you can't even use none of it because your life is required of you. When you're in a position like David was and, and, you, and you see the prosperity of the wicked, it can mess with you if you ain't careful. If you don't understand what scripture says and what you have access to, you can think that God is not blessing you. You can think because you you don't have in the natural everything that you think you ought to have. You might think that God's not doing what he said he's going to do in his word. You will actually think that your giving is in vain. 
You actually think that tithes and offering don't work. That I can do, I can, listen, I can take this money and do this, that, and the other with it. Oh, but that's not true when it comes to scripture. That God has a better plan and he knows your money better than you do. Well, I'm telling you, God knows how to do this thing, don't he? And I, and I, and I understand it because you can get caught up. And this is why one thing I had to, had to, had to remind myself, you can't be looking at wicked folks and how they spend their money. Because you, you, you'll start to feel some type of way if you ain't careful. You'll start thinking, this church thing ain't working. This Jesus thing ain't working. This prosperity plan that God, that God is showing me in scripture is not working. But let me say this to you. This prosperity plan is working. In fact, I'm going to show you tonight just a little bit more how it is working. So now, he said, I almost stumbled. Now, even though sinners have wealth, we know that's true. God is letting us know in this text that it is being stored up for the righteous. It's being stored up for the righteous. God's letting us know it's being hidden. It's being hidden from discovery. It is a treasure, but knows who it's for. It's for those who are in good standing with God. Those who are in just with God. Those who conduct and have the proper character that God wants them to have. Those that come correct with God. How do you come correct with God? You repent of your sins. You ask God to forgive you. And then you try to live just like the woman that caught, got caught in the adultery. Now, even though God said forgive her, what do you tell her? Go and sin no more. Is that right? Listen, you always are correcting yourself when it comes to God. You always are repenting when it comes to God. Let me tell you something. The biggest difference between somebody who's on, uh, excuse me, who has left God, who is on the Lord's side is basically this. They have not repented. I told you, I told you I meant, uh, one time that the death, one definition that God gave of a backslider is basically somebody that has not repented. And this is the thing. They know to repent, but choose not to. They choose not to. Listen, no, you're wrong. And let me say this to you. Sooner or later, you're going to need to repent. Sooner or later, you'll need to ask God to forgive you. Sooner or later, you you Listen, let me say this to you. Maybe not nobody in the center section. But on this side over here, we're going to need to ask God to forgive us sooner or later. Thank y'all. y'all should've let, I should have got more than this one amen. I should have got some more amen on this side over here. Because sooner or later, we're going to ask God to forgive us. Now, they're going to be all right over here. Because they got, the, they, they just, you know, they do things right all the time. But for us, we're going to need to ask God to, because some, one, one day our temper going to get the best of us. Some, one day we're going to say something we ain't got no business saying. One day we're going to, listen, we're going to start walking by flesh and not by faith. Because anything that's not done in faith is what? Sin. We have to make sure that we're, listen, the blood of Jesus is working for us on a constant basis. Have I told you who the perfect member is at OCC? The perfect member. I'm talking to one that makes no mistakes, does everything the right way. His name is J-E-S-U-S. He is the only perfect member here at Overcomers Christmas Center. I'm talking about he got the perfect thing down to, per, to a science. Everybody else, the blood is working on your behalf. Ooh-wee. That's not who the perfect member to praise say, Jesus who the perfect member that's an usher? Jesus. Who the perfect member that's a pastor? Jesus. Who the perfect member that is that carries this anointing? Jesus. Everybody else go need the blood. Thank God for the blood. Now, what I thought about this. Now, think about this. Now, the Bible says that 
wealth of the sinner is stored up for who? Righteous folks. I, I thought about this. What does a sinner carry that I want? It must be money. Because a sinner ain't going to carry the anointing. A sinner ain't going to I ain't going to. Let me try to use better terminology. Y'all know what it is. My Villarica coming out in me. Temple, between Temple and Villarica. A sinner will not like, is that better? Will not like things such as joy. A sinner doesn't value peace that passes all understanding. A sinner will not value prayer like I value prayer. So we know that a sinner, the only thing he may carry valuable to me is something such as money. Something such as a vacation. Well, he may pass it out. He may own a vacation home, but God may, will put me in a position to be blessed to go on vacation. To ride on the center plane, to go on vacation, to make sure that that pilot is, is do on their best behavior because I'm on the plane and fly me up there and fly me back. Give, God will give me the money to care, get the plane ticket, stay in the hotel, eat some nice food, go shopping. And God will say, come on back home. You enjoy this time, but I will get, let, let that center have it for a few more days. Are y'all seeing that now? God will, you got to find something that is valuable that the sinner has that God will let you use for a few minutes or for a week or for a month or for a few years until God blesses you with your own. I say, God, you know what? I, I think the sinner got a nice 747 or a nice jet I can fly on when I go on vacation about a month from now. And I ain't mad with him here. Y'all follow me here? Make sure they keep it well maintained. Keep the keep everything greased real down. Make sure the, the pilot is sober. I don't even know if the pilot is safe or not. It don't matter. I'm praying for the pilot. Anyway, he's going to be on his best behavior when I get on that plane. Are y'all following me? Oh, y'all got to understand. The enemy will have some things that's valuable to me that I can use for his glory. Are y'all seeing that? See, I don't hear about it that works on my particular items. I don't know all these folks. They could be saved or not saved. I could be at a job where folks are saved and not saved. The head co- person that runs the company, he might be a Christian, might not be a Christian. If not, I, I, listen, the wealth of that person is laid up for me. Wait, are y'all seeing this? Y'all seeing it? Because we know sinners don't carry things that are valuable to Christians, at least in most times. So there's got to be something that God says I can use for his glory. Are y'all seeing that? Cause, now, because now, what everything that a sinner has, I don't consider as wealth. Woo, good God Almighty. Everything a sinner has, I don't consider something that's valuable to me. I can think of a few things, but I'm not going to call all those things out. But the bottom line is, everything a sinner has, I don't want. I don't want. If a sinner right now was giving me certain things and he considered them valuable, I'd be like, no, that ain't valuable to me. He may have put some drugs on the table. Don't it's valuable. I don't want it. But I can take that past dollars and I can flip it in. No, 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 no. Time I tried to flip it and put it in my pocket, walk out the door. Woo! 
five. I'm sorry, I don't use five no more. The, the police will be waiting outside for me. GBI and FBI <laughs> waiting outside for me. And so, no, everything a sinner has is not valuable to me. But I want what is valuable that God can use for his glory. Y'all seeing the difference right now? I want you to understand, we can't say, if, if God has the wealth of the sinner, I need to see what that wealth is. So I don't get the wrong thing. And get something that's not valuable or not something that God approves of in my life. Y'all seeing the difference? Because I want what God, if God says the sinner got some, something wealthy for me, I, I want it to be wealthy in God's eyes and not necessarily in somebody else's eyes. Because if it's wealth in God's eyes and he's trying to give it to me, oh, I can see, I can receive that. Because why? It's something that is wealth in God's eyes. Because this is the wealth of the sinner. But remember, wealth is only determined by God and not by man. Y'all see the difference there? Because man can tell you something that's good and wealthy and that's forceful, but God may say, no, 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 no. You can't partake of that right now. We have to make sure it's wealthy in God's eyes. And when it's wealthy in God's eyes, we can receive it and apply it and God get the glory for it. Ooh-wee. Good God Almighty. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying right now? So when we do that, that's why in my opinion, that's why God is hiding part of our wealth with a person who has missed the mark and they don't even know they hide our wealth. Don't even know they hide part of it. Don't even know that God is making sure that they, well, listen, they take what is valuable to me and they got it hidden for me. Because even God is hiding it from them. They don't even know they got it. My, na- my name is already on it. They don't even know it yet. They don't even know that when I go, amen, on my vacation, there's a car with my name on it already. I'm going to ride it for about a week. Don't give it back to them. He don't know it yet. Sinner don't know it yet. Sinner don't know that I'm going to use and probably some of his money that he's going to make sure I get. <laughs> See, y'all missed that. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Y'all catch it on just a minute now. I'm going to use some of his money and use it and rent the car out and then go back and give it back to him. And say, hallelujah, I see you when I see you. Listen, don't never think that God, just because you don't see the big thing that God's not giving you things every day. Every day. Every day. Let me tell you something. I don't even know who uh, them last, uh, that last meal I got, I don't know who, whose hands all been through it. I don't, listen, I didn't farm it. I didn't harvest it. I didn't go take it to the manufacturing plant. I, I didn't cook it. All thing I know is when it got to my plate, I said, Father, bless this food in the name of Jesus. Ooh-wee. It could have came through five, five or six center hands before it got to me. But God going to use it for what? His glory. Thank you, Lord. That's why I bless it. Because I don't know whose hands have been through. Thank you, Lord. So you understand that now that the wealth of the sinner is hidden or stored up for his saints in good standing. That's why the Lord is the one who determines what we really need and when we really need it. What is essential for us? What is necessary for us? And when we really need it. Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19. 
I pray that you're getting this. I pray that you get boy, this is. I don't want you to be like David and almost stumble because you see the prosperity of the wicked. They realize that they, they really, they hold on to some of your stuff. And that's why, that's why God was, I see why, God, why David wrote that, but I also see why God had to correct that. Because why, he said, why are you getting upset with something that's already yours? It would be upset for you, me to get mad with, uh, somebody because I already got my house. And now I'm mad because I, I got my house, but I'm getting mad because why should I get mad when God has already gave it to me? Why should I get mad with my transportation because God already gave it to me? Why should I be mad when really you got more access to anything a sinner got than they wish they had? And so now, Philippians 4.19, my God, well, let me read, let me read to you, let me read to you. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. In glory by who? Christ who? Mm-mm-mm. Our need is not just about money. That's just one aspect. That's just part of the need. The wealth of the sinner is just part of it. But you have access to his healing, his restoration, his strength, his ability, his force, his might, whatever it is, you got access to it. As well as money, you got access to it. Whereas a sinner only got limited access. He's only got limited access to it. Let me tell you something. When you need peace that passes all understanding, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. When you need the joy of the Lord, you need a relationship with Jesus. When you need, amen, answers, supernatural answers, solutions, and favor, you need a relationship with Jesus. When you need to know certain things because the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth, you need a relationship with Jesus. You need a relationship with Jesus, not a relationship with a sinner. The Bible says don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. As a matter, you see that they are coming. And see, our unlimited God stores up for us not only that supernatural favor, increased solutions, upgrades, and better, and everything else that goes along with it. Because when you have access, you, you're, not, you're, just, you're not limited to just money. Thank God for money. We need it. Money answers all things according to the book, Song of Solomon. I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Well, it's in the Bible. It's on the Bible. I had to find it for you later. My mind just not quite picking it up right now. But let me say this to you. When you listen, you need more than just money to live on this earth. You need a relationship with Jesus. You need a relationship. Because listen, some days money gonna be just in abundance, and some days you can watch where is the money? Lord, when you gonna sell something count on a thousand hills and, and send some dollars down my way. I mean, that's real. Sometimes you're going to need some gas money. Sometimes you're going to need some groceries. Sometimes you're going to need some money for a bill. And you're like, God, where is the money at? I know God's talking about all that pay your bill and all that kind of stuff. I need, I, I need to see some, mate, I need some real stuff, God. Because when I click on this to pay this, I need to see that money in here to pay that over there. And if it ain't enough for that to pay that, I need to make some arrangements. 
And you know, God, and tomorrow the 17th, Lord, I need to pay it by the 17th because it's already three days late. I don't need to be a fifth day late. I mean, when you need a real God with real answers, you need a real God that can answer your problems. They got unlimited access and unlimited solutions and knows how to get you what you need. You say, God, you said, uh, you, you said, I know Pastor Dobbs said it, but you said that you will supply that what is essential and what is necessary in my life. And I need access to it. I need access to it. I, listen, listen, I need access to it and I need it. I need it, God. And God, if he go, if, if, and I know, I can't put a time limit on you. But God, if you decide to go and serve out, give me the peace to handle whatever your, your decision is. Give me the peace to handle. Give me the wisdom as to what to do. Give me the knowledge as to how to handle this. What do I need to say in, in this situation right here? God, I'm trusting you with my results. Because I can't do this on my own. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. God, I need your assistance right here. And God will give it to you. Let me tell you, God will give you answers for your children. God will give you answers how to raise your children the right way. God will give you answers to problems you ain't even encountered yet. If you just listen to him, okay, oh God, that's what you said last Sunday, God. Okay, Lord, let me put this in action right here. God will do that for us if we would take heed to what he's saying. In our lives. God would do it for us. Y'all know God got answers. He's unlimited. He's an unlimited God with unlimited resources. And he knows. That's why God can take what we do and do exceedingly. Over and beyond. More than above anything we ask or think. As Ephesians 3 and 20 tells us. And the way we store up into this account. Is by being righteous. In the way we think. The way we talk. And the way we act. Hmm. The wealth of a sinner is laid up for who? The just or the righteous. How do you get more in your account? Think, talk, and add more like Jesus. That's how you get more in the account. Remember what, what um, in Ezekiel, he says, they work for me. And the more you work for God, the more you store for your account. Ooh-wee. Good God. Don't never think what you're doing for God is in vain. When you labor for God, you get some stuff stored up for you. And God going to make sure you take care of it. And then David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for what? He's going to take care of his children, y'all. Now, if I'm not being taken care of, I need to ask God, why am I not being taken care of right about now? And you know, if you ask God a question, he will give you an answer. Is that right? Okay, God. All right. Now, I need to repent and get back on the right track. I need to repent and get back on the right track. And repentance is a wonderful thing. First John 1 and 9 says he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can mess up today and God will forgive you today. Because that's, that's what God is. I'm mean, happy to appreciate God for giving power. Ooh, what? Me too. And so as we continue to do what is right according to his written and revealed word, we should expect to continue to receive something from God. Because just like they did in Ezekiel, we work for him. We work for him. That's why you got, you have access to wealth. You got access to the anointing. 
You got access to peace. You got access to joy. You got access to exceedingly abundantly above. You got access to the things that you need from God. You got access. You know what I love about that? Every believer has access. You don't need me to get access. You don't need a passcode for me to get in. All you need is this to, to invoke your relationship with Jesus that you already have. Just build on that and let God do what he's going to do in your life. Isn't it amazing that when you have access, other people come to you and ask you for certain things because they ain't got access? Did you get that? Do you know when you can pray, they'll come to you and ask you, hey, you know, I'm going through right now. Can you just say a little prayer for me? And like, they can't pray for themselves. They disagree with me, all right, because I'm praying myself. But they ain't what they say a lot of times. You know, a lot of folks say, they don't, listen to what they say real carefully. They say, I'm not praying. I know you pray. And so I want you to pray and see, can you get an answer for me? <laughs> watch it. Just watch it. You ain't got to believe me. Just watch it. Listen to folks. Watch folks and see how they do. And sometimes you'll be praying, and you'll be praying more than the person who asks you to pray for. Lord, y'all don't get that, do you? I'll keep on living. Keep on living. Now, I, I ain't saying you shouldn't pray, but be led by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit say, cut them off, cut them off. Listen, that's my cousin. If we grew up together. If the Holy Spirit say cut them off, cut them off. I'm going to tell you right now what they do. They ain't praying. They want you to do all the praying, and they get all the results. Because why? They know you got access. They know you got access. Believers in this sanctuary, I know you got access. I know you got access. I know when you pray, something going to happen. When you, that's why we, when God released this word to our church after the appreciation, I knew y'all had got access. Y'all had tapped into something. Oh, y'all had tapped. Ezekiel, it ain't for everybody. When God say, y'all work for me, I said, woo, God. I can wait to tell y'all about that. I, I mean, I gave y'all a little preview today, that day. And I said, Lord, I can't wait to teach that because I know that's going to be a good for somebody. Then when, when God released that, he told somebody in this sanctuary, you're not making it up. And and one because he you were consuming on your own lust, he knew you were gonna do what's right by. You were gonna take that seed and plant it, and God was gonna bless you tremendously for Because we got the right attitude and the right mindset, God can use you tremendously. And now God has told us this evening, you got access to your wealth. God, you got access. I got access, God. That means I can go. Remember in the Old Testament, I'm about to close. I'm close. In the Old Testament, part of the problem was they didn't have access to God because the priest was the only one that could go before God. But now, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. So that not only could the priest go, but everybody else could go into the holies of holies to have time with God. And so one of the greatest assets we have is to spend time with God. 
And as we spend time with God, needs are met, joy is received. Well, I'm talking about you can do some great things by just spending time with God. Woo! You're like, God, you did it today. You'll be sitting in your bedroom, spending time with God, and God says, I'm going to meet that need. And you ain't seen nothing come in your account. You pull it back up and the same what it was last night. But you know God done did it. Because he said he was. And God cannot lie. Let me tell you something. When well, you got annoying in your spirit, you ain't got to see it with your with natural eyes. You know in your spirit, God better do this thing. God get ready to show up and show out. God get ready to turn this thing around. God get ready to make a way out of no way. God get ready to heal my body. God get ready to pay that bill. God get ready to put some groceries in my cover. God get ready to do what he said he going to do. Why is he doing that? Because you got access to your wealth. Woo. How many agree you got access to your wealth tonight? I better quick. I feel, I feel that thing. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. You got access to your wealth. Because you are the just. You are the just. Woo. Why are we the just? Because the shed blood of Jesus back of the cross again. Let's give Jesus a hand of praise because we got access to the wealth. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.